Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! A man tries to borrow $50 on a $10 clock and offers his soul as security. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. One of the lessons a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, learns after a while is that you can't tell what anybody will do until after he's done it. In my business, there's an awful lot of tedious work, as, for instance, checking pawn shops for stolen property. What I was after that day was a four-carat diamond ring, insured by Consolidated, and stolen under conditions that made me think it was the work of amateur housebreakers. An amateur without fence connections might try to pawn a valuable ring for a small amount, just to be rid of it. Jacob Faust's was maybe the 40th pawn shop I'd visited. Through its soiled windows, I could barely see a few moth-eaten fur coats, some second-hand clothing. There was one customer at the counter, and behind it, a wizened little man, probably Mr. Faust himself. Fifty dollars you want to borrow on this clock? Wait, ten when it was new? The customer was a tall, thin man with sunken cheeks. I must have the money. I, I need it very badly. Then, my friend, you must have more security. What other security do you have? The customer's answer was low, but not too low for me to hear. I, I put up my soul. Faust eyed his customer. All right. It's a deal. He opened a drawer, and as I watched, gave a man a $50 loan on a $10 clock, plus his soul. A pawnbroker named Faust gave a customer a $50 loan on a $10 clock, plus the customer's soul as security. Faust turned to me after the customer left. What can I do for you, mister? I showed him my credentials. I'm looking for a four-carat diamond ring, square cut, worth $12,000. Maybe pawned by some punk. Have you been offered anything like that in the past week? Faust smiled, shook his head. No. I make very small loans. One hundred dollars is the absolute most. Oh, that was that and what I'd expected. But I'd overheard words I had to have explained. Mr. Faust, did you tell that man you'd accept his soul as security? Faust smiled faintly. Only an old man's whim, Mr. Browning. I don't believe it. When that man offered his soul, he meant it. And when you accepted, you meant it too. Faust sighed. Mr. Browning, some people are poor. Very, very poor. But you understand, they get hungry. They must pay rent, buy food. If you press them hard enough, they steal. A voice. So those I lend money. Their soul is the security because it is their most precious possession. While he owes me the money, a man must so behave that his soul is as good as new. Because what other security have I? I turned away to hide my embarrassment. On the case I was facing, there was a tray of cheap costume jewelry. Is uh, that stuff for sale, Mr. Faust? No. These are pawns on small loans. Two dollars, five dollars. What about this ring? <laughs> it, uh, it is one of my soul loans. Thirty-five dollars. The stone is glass. 
You're wrong, Mr. Faust. That's the ring I'm looking for. I'm sorry, but you'll have to get your hat and coat and come with me. At police headquarters, Willard Canaby, the owner of the ring, came down and identified it as the one stolen from his house. Just to be sure, I had a diamond expert look at it, too. This is an unusually fine-cut stone of superb quality. Well, there are strict laws about pawnbrokers making reports to the police on valuables they take in. They don't have to report souls. But when they take in $12,000 rings... Mr. Faust, I have no choice. You're under arrest. You uh, can call a lawyer if you'd like. I have no money to waste on lawyers. I'm a poor man. Today, I lost a soul. Okay, so I'm a heel, but I'm also a detective. There wasn't anything I could do but take him in, but there was plenty I could do after that. I drove back to the pawn shop, climbed the rickety stairs of the tenement above the store. Yeah, what do you want? Take it easy, pal. I'm looking for some friends of Jacob Faust. Everybody's Jake's friend. Why? He's in jail. Somebody slipped some hot ice over on the old man. He's in a bad spot. Hot ice? What well, that poor old guy wouldn't know a real stone if he saw it. Come on, we'll take care of this. The street was packed with angry, muttering people. You wanted to meet Jake's friends? This is them. Go ahead, talk to them. Somebody pawned a ring with Mr. Faust this past week. A ring with a square-cut stone. That ring, plus his soul, was security for a $35 loan. I must find out who pawned that ring. A gray-faced man pushed his way out of the crowd. I'll tell you who pawned it. I did. I grabbed the man. That ring is worth a fortune. Where did you get it? The man looked at me and at his silent neighbors waiting for his answer. Then... I stole it. I let the crowd see my hand heavy on the gray-faced man's shoulder. This man is my prisoner. Nobody touches him. Nobody tried to touch him. I got my prisoner to my car. All right. What's your name? Tom Fresner. Okay. Mr. Fresner, you put your soul up as security with Jake Faust. Now, there aren't many people who take souls as security. And when somebody like Faust does... I figure he must know his business. Mr. Frasner, you didn't steal that ring. Now, where did you get it? Uh, my son. He said he found it. I needed money badly, so I brought the ring to Jake. Where's your son now? Please, he's just a boy, only 16. Let's go get him. Who knows? Maybe he has a soul, too. Yep, we got the boy. He and three other kids had broken into the canopy house. I told you it was an amateur job. So amateur that they took only that ring. And having taken it, didn't know what to do with it. The thing had no value to them. It was their first burglary. And their last, too. Faust was released. And the boys were put on probation. And when last I was in that section of town, the neighborhood kids had a supervised playground and club, thanks mainly to the efforts of Jake Faust. Mr. Browning, if men and women are to have souls, we must take care that they do not become chipped or shabron when they are children. And that's about all. Like I said, people do all sorts of peculiar things. Why, even I own ten shares of stock in a neighborhood youth foundation. Just 
plain doing myself out of future business.